All right, fellas, how we doing? Uh, back with episode four here of the Bridgewater Sports Podcast. Um, we got a lot to talk about this week um, with the NFL, the NBA, to even some NHL and baseball news. And then we're going to wrap it up with a celebrity fighting a retired less than six-foot NBA dunk champion. Um, so diving right into the – Probably the longest week in NFL history, um, week 12. Um, it started on Thanksgiving, which feels like two weeks ago now. Um, we had we were supposed to have three great games, but we only got t- stuck with the two what felt like backyard football games and the Texans and Lions and then the football team the Dallas Cowboys. Two completely boring um, blowouts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, there was that one that was the Lions' fourth straight loss on Thanksgiving to the Texans, and it was also Matt Patricia's last game as a coach in the, the Lions organization, and they also yeah. fired the GM. Yeah, so, Bob uh, any pullaways from those two Thanksgiving, uh, you could call them games? Those guys are blowouts. Well, um, well, say the um, – I would say maybe it's like too late in the season, but like the Texans, the Texans are starting to rise up. <laughs> yeah, rise up with Will Filler and uh, Bradley Roby, who both took PEDs. So I mean, that's yeah. tough. They, oh yeah, that's, that's the only reason they beat us uh, this, oh, this last weird. week. <laughs> it's weird to look at that game and you think. Fuller's done and Roby's done, and then you also have the losing coach who got fired. So I mean, there was something out of that game, but it really wasn't what was happening on the field. Yep. And yeah, and notes out of the uh, football team Cowboys game. Well, the yeah. NFC East is still a joke. Oh, That's yeah. all the notes you ever need, Matt. But uh, Antonio Gibson ab- uh, making a pretty good uh, game for himself, and and who knows, maybe one of the better running backs. And the maybe one of the better young running backs out there right now. Yeah, I mean, there was that great chase down tackle by McLaurin, really, in the football game or the football team game that was interesting. I mean, that just showed like great heart, I guess. I mean, that was really only good thing I could pull away from that. Besides, the Cowboys just functionally don't know how to run the football anymore. Use Zeke Elliott the proper way. Well, I mean, they also um, that football team have absolutely no offensive line anymore. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that offensive line went from like four all pros to like nothing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I mean, it's tough. <laughs> so, we're going to look forward to the uh, the Sunday games that happened this past week. Um, Patriots, sticking- let's go. Start off with our Pats and then stick in the AFC East. The Patriots kind of shocked the Cardinals, and uh, Nick Folk is playing Folk Hero again with another 50 yard game winning field goal. Um, this, Patri- the, this Patriots the defense- team. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. I okay. mean, just, this Patriots but- team is quite possibly one of the most infuriating I've ever er, had to, <laughs> uh, to watch because uh, there are games where we look uh, great and we're er, destroying the. The you know, Ravens' hopes and dreams, and we're, we're actively stopping the Cardinals, and then we just completely fall apart against the uh, Texans. What is happening to our team? And almost the to the Jets too. Yeah, the answer is nobody freaking knows. 
it's very frustrating to watch a team like this ball out against the Ravens and the Cardinals and then watch us lose to the Broncos. Um, By field goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, at least the Patriots are one game closer to 500. Well, inconsistency of the offense is done all over the place. And then you have, obviously, Cam Newton still only has four touchdown passes and we're in, about to go into week 13. So that's and, kind of... And is limited at practice this week due to an abdomen injury. Yeah, probably got rocked on that last play, kind of out of bounds. So led to that field goal where he, he got up. He looked like he didn't even know like what state he was in. But um, so we're going to stick in the AFC East. I mean, the Patriots, obviously, I mean, covered them pretty well. We don't know what they'll do next week. They're so hit or miss. But staying in the AFC East, the Dolphins, the Jets staying 0-11 as they all – Dolphins only gave up three points in the Meadowlands, uh, beating them twenty to three. Um, the Dolphins are seven and four, uh, staying pretty hot. And what, what do we think about that Dolphins team? And I know Tua didn't start. I don't believe he did. I think Fitz- was it was it Tua or was it Fitzception? I it think Fitz- it was Fitzmagic. Yeah, so Fitz- uh, I think it was the Tua that started that game. Oh, I'm gonna look right now, actually. Um... I believe it was Tua, but I don't want to, you know, say anything and just get it completely just borderline. No, it's no, it's no, it's magic. Yeah, he had two tutties. Um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting spot if you're Brian Flores. I mean, you're winning with Fitzmagic, but you wanted to. Yeah. Well, I, here's the thing I don't understand though. Like, what in God's name happened to the Dolphins in the off season that causes like they drafted Tua. They uh, didn't really make any acquisitions in the offseason. Actually, they, actually, they did. Uh, they, they took Byron Jones, Shaq Lawson, and Kyle Van Noy. That is Kyle Van Noy. Okay. The, oh, so, I mean, three additions. They got the uh, injury-prone, the injured uh, Tua Tagovailoa in the draft. They traded away Isaiah Forts in New England. But what, what, what gives? What gives with the Miami Dolphins this season? Like, last year, they went completely dog and they and this year they're just like they're like legitimate playoff contenders what is happening with the nfl i don't know it's very hit or miss with the dolphins and i mean you're even looking at another team that's kind of doing hot the cleveland browns um they beat the jaguars 27 to 25 it's the first time with eight plus wins since 2007 there's three games left so yeah i think uh um I don't know which coach it was for the Browns that was sitting out because, you know, wife gave birth. And I, but, but we had the first woman to coach a NFL game. Yeah, the tight end coach. Uh, he was coaching on the Browns sideline that weekend. It was great to see with that. And also Sarah Fuller kicking for Vanderbilt. Two historical moments right yeah, there. Yeah, speaking mm-hmm. of Sarah Fuller, she's expected to uh, continue kicking for Vanderbilt. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, uh, yeah she is. Locker team, so that's good to see. I mean, it was a good-looking squib kick, but I kind of want to see her get it in the air next week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. More squib kicks, uh, <laughs> <laughs> The other team in the division, the Bills, they um, they hosted the Chargers, who should have a lot more wins because they have a lot of talent. And they, the Bills ended up winning 27-17. They're staying hot. I mean, the Bills are legit. What do we think of them going forward? This Bills I think they're legit, more legit than they were, I think, in 2017. 
Well, I mean, in 2017, they only got in because uh, Andy Dalton decided it would be a good day to uh, ruin the Ravens. But, that, uh, and the, uh, that and the pick six at the very end. No, yeah. no, that wasn't um, – no, sorry. No, I'm thinking of something else. So, I mean, I don't know. The Bills are going to be a threat going forward, and I think they have the East kind of wrapped up, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, interesting because, honestly, this Bills offense looks, looks, looks nigh unstoppable, but – it, their defense seems to seems to have taken a bit of a of a decline Step from back. Um, last year. Yeah, and the thing too about this game, there was a scary moment. Like uh, it looked like Josh Allen had broken his damn leg, but it was only off for one play. Because what happened was his leg had bent backwards, and they thought, "Oh no, our quarterback's done for one play." Yeah, it could have been. Uh, Maybe it was just a hyperextension. Maybe uh, it was uh, Alan pulling a, a hero moment, like Tebow running on a 20-yard uh, touchdown on a broken fibula because he thought it was a cramp. Who knows? What? Yeah, he did that in he did that in in high school. Tim Tebow oh did in God. fact run uh, 20 yards for a touchdown on, on a broken fibula. But uh, mm-hmm. back to the NFL of <laughs> some so- other. Yeah, that was that Bills game, and then you had uh, the Giants and Bengals. I mean, you know, Daniel Jones got hurt, and the Bengals are down to their backup quarterback. But, I mean, that was a close game. The Giants only won by two. But um, the big powerhouse game in the 1 o'clock matchup was the uh, Titans and Colts. Um, the Titans uh, won 45-26 to pretty convincingly in Indianapolis. Uh I mean, Derrick Henry just continues to be Derrick Henry, and they, that defense is finding ways to keep them in the game and give him the rock when they can. Uh, so, I mean, I know they played each other only like 18 days ago, but Titans beat the Colts. It's the third of the last time. They've won three out of the last four games in Indianapolis. So, what do we think of the Titans as the postseason heads near, and even the Colts as they fall? <laughs> Two of the losses are with uh, – no, the Colts won that game in Tennessee, but then the Titans won in Indianapolis. So the Colts are okay. 7-4. So what do you think of those two teams? Yeah, Somewhere in Indianapolis. Um, okay, Zach. Uh, I think the Titans will be definitely um, winning the division over there in the AFC oh, yeah. South. Um, for the Colts, well, I hope um, – I, I really don't, like, like the Colts. Um, but I, I never did. So like um, so I don't re- like really want them to make the playoffs, um. But but do they have a good chance? I I think they still do. Yeah. They could definitely be a wild card team, especially with an extended playoff bracket this year. I mean, got everything really screwed yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in Indianapolis, Pat McAfee is fuming. Of. <laughs> Uh, then let's go to uh, a game that was uh, that, unlike the Titans Colts game, was really close. Uh, Panthers Vikings. Yeah, you mm. and Ken on that close was yeah twenty twenty seven. Both teams are still under five hundred. And then but, uh, Jer- Jeremy Chin with that those two touchdowns. Become if I'm not mistaken, trade plays first. The first player, the first defensive player in NFL history to uh, score touchdowns on two consecutive plays. 
Yep. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I mean, that game was pretty crazy. I mean, I'm – I just don't – it's so hard for me to watch the Vikings because they have so much talent, and I don't understand how they don't make the playoffs, like, year in and year out. Please but, don't waste Delvin Cook. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> there's another shocking game. Um, down in Atlanta, the Raiders got absolutely steamrolled by the Falcons as they scored their most points since 2016, beating them 43-6. to um, I, Somehow they didn't choke that lead. <laughs> I think the I think the craziest part about uh, this win is that the Falcons did it all without Julio Jones. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I'm like looking at it. I'm like looking at the stats right now, and I'm like, "Where's Julio in the box?" Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really surprised the Falcons didn't choke that lead. Somehow, Atlanta has not become the choking hazard for today. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I'm glad that the Raiders lost because um, because that, that does kind of help the Patriots yeah. a little bit. Because um, uh, the box score now, and it's saying Nathan Peterman even got five attempts in. So I mean, it was that kind of day for the Raiders. Yo, sweet the goat. <laughs> yeah, it was Nathan Peter meme. The yeah. goat. Meme. The goat Peterman. Peter meme. He didn't throw a pick, so that's interesting. Oh. Um, moving into another shocking win was San Francisco and that injury completed team. They beat the Rams. I mean, that kind of shows my man Jocelyn. He's kind of showing the Rams a little, coming back down to earth a little bit after beating the Bucks. But uh, yeah. Goff, I know, threw a lot of picks, and I know he's in the top – I want to say he's in the top six or something and most picks in the NFL. But uh, – very tough to watch that and see, especially if you can't do it against the Niners defense that has no big names really on it. He's also right. in like the top six for highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Just spent thirty-three and a half million for yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, so I, guess going, yeah. I guess it's better than Philly paying as much as they did for once to do whatever he did. Right. But we'll get to that so in due time. Than, yeah. Yeah, so moving a little bit east, we got the Saints taking on a quarterbackless Broncos. Like, that's any shocker. Let's go, Kendall Hinton. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> picks. Quarterback of the future. Yards. 15 passing yards. It took them to lock in the quarterback room and they weren't wearing masks, so they turned to their practice squad, Wake Forest 2017 quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> it took them 34 minutes to make a single completion. I have the Saints defense in fantasy. So. I think that was the only completion of the game. I don't know. It was not bad starting that, but I don't know. That's just kind of like shows how important it is to really wear a mask. I mean, yep. I mean <laughs> the test came back negative, but still the NFL is really being on top of that. So um, I'm looking right now, and it says the Broncos gross 91 passing yards combined. Um, yeah, it was yeah, it was one completion off nine attempts, thirteen yards. Yeah, so total there was ninety-one passing yards as the Saints started Taysom Hill, but they were still able to get thirty-one points on the board. Um, so we're gonna move out back to the great sunshine state of Florida, where the Chiefs are probably gonna be playing in February in Tampa. As they, I mean, that first quarter of Chiefs Bucks game was truly, I, my jaw was on the floor. Tyreek Hill is, oh, man. Yeah, that was... 200, 
I think it was 203 yards just in the first quarter. Yeah, um, that back open to the end zone was pretty sweet. <laughs> that was sweet. Yeah, Tyree Kill nearly broke the uh, single game reception record, did he not? Uh, no, I mean, he, he was didn't. close. He was close. No, he was like, I think he had 13 in receptions, and the record is 21 by Brandon Marshall. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, receiving yards. I'm talking oh, about yardage. No. Uh, the uh, single game receiving yards uh, record is 339. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's that's quite a ways away. But uh, Bucks, are they sus or not? I don't know. It's so, uh, do they vent? It's so frustrating to watch them because they get back into that game and then you look at Mike Evans and Tom Brady and Evans can't even look in the eye. So, I mean, I thought that was kind of noteworthy. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tom Brady's slowly becoming the new Jameis Winston. Who knows? I mean, yeah. I mean he does have he does have uh, games where uh, he can show that uh, where he's showing that uh, the Brady magic is not uh, is not lost. But uh, in like the past three weeks, yeah, yeah. So the famous Jameis's turnover bakery. Now we got. Tom Brady's turnover bakery. He has 11 picks right now. I'm looking at that right now. Oh, my God. So, I mean, that's very non... I don't know. I wasn't expecting that. Tom Brady's turnover bakery. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure James Winston had more, way more picks at this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. But, uh, let's uh, let's flip the uh, lights off, go to uh, the Sunday night game, Packers versus Bears, and uh, Jesse, I think you're right about the Bears being uh, being frauds. Most fraudulent. They've won. They started off four and one, and then they've gone one and five. I think it was five and one, and then they're they. And, yeah. yeah, so basically they're the basically they're the Cincinnati Bengals a couple of years ago. I was gonna uh, say the. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, the uh, what is it, uh, the Titans from. Um, last year, because they started like two and seven, and then they uh, won in seven straight. Yeah, it's like opposite. It's like they won it all at the start of the year. Yep. Um, that the Packers. I mean, I just saw a tweet from a Bears player after the game saying that this bleep is embarrassing as they lost by sixteen. I mean, it's I don't know. It, it's so hard because the Bears are so talented, but they have no quarterback. It's hard to. <laughs> That and it's hard to cover Devontae Adams all the time. Yeah, it's stupid. And Jones and Alan Lazard and Jesus. Aaron Rodgers looks elite too again. Like, I mean, it's not like he, not elite, but MVP elite. But, yeah. Um, so from Sunday night, turns to, oh, the guy, you were finishing up. I was just going to say, I think that Packers team might be my pick out of the NFC. I don't know yet. I'm Maybe, really- yeah. Um, so uh, you're thinking like Chiefs, Packers, and Super Bowl? I don't know. What do you mm. think? Uh, that, that would be nice. Be they should have done that last year. That's all right. Yeah, right. So then there's yeah. that Monday night game. Uh, DK Metcalf's takeover of the world that night as he had a career high 177 receiving yards and kind of solidified himself as a very, very elite receiver. Um to think uh, the Eagles passed on him for J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. 
So think, <laughs> so think that we passed on him for Nikhil Harry. <laughs> yeah, that man DK literally looks like a robot. You know, what, like Dawson. You know what? The, you know what that's like saying. What? That's like saying the Giants passed on Josh Allen for Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's that's true. They did uh, pass up on linebacker Josh Allen for Daniel Jones. And what was the most memeiest thing of that draft? Yeah, um, that's a good point. Uh, uh, so, I mean, and then, yeah. The Eagles, I mean, like you watch Wentz and he was going to win the MVP the year they went to the Super Bowl, but he tore his ACL, but he really hasn't been the same ever since. No. Uh, I'm Put Jalen Hurts in at starter. Oh, God. Uh, Hurts was a man at Bama and then even at Oklahoma, but I think he could just give them something else to move the ball down the field. I mean, they have really – yeah. So what was supposed? Peterson is, is it's yeah. something. Yeah. So we go from Monday night. We skip Tuesday, and we go right on to Wednesday. We present to you, ladies and gentlemen, Junk it all ages, Wednesday night football. Even though it's played during the afternoon. Question: Why was this game um, not? Uh, why did this game and the Broncos game get completely different uh, treatment when? Uh, you saw that Gordon Ramsay picture I sent you in the in the group chat. That pretty much sums it up right there. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, probably because the quarterbacks weren't wearing masks. It's probably punishment. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. <clears throat> yes, but otherwise, Steelers eleven and zero. They're looking really good, and I think at this point they may have clinched, but I can't be too sure. And this Ravens loss puts them on thin ice right now as. You know, England is starting to kind of, you know, kind of like creep on up. It's like, hey, buddy, can I have your playoff spot? Thank you. We did, uh, <laughs> we did near the end of the game get a get a an impromptu appearance from um, TikTok legend Trace McSorley throwing it Trace on a dime McSorley. like he ain't even trying. Can't stay I yep. said it. I did call it in the chat. Trace McSorley will be playing in the game. And was uh, I wrong now? <laughs> No, yeah. end of uh, seventy-yard, seventy-yard touchdown to uh, Marquise Brown. Not he didn't look terrible at in his limited time as uh, at quarterback. <laughs> oh God! I mean, it was mo- most of it was checkdowns and uh, and stuff, but uh, that uh, but he seemed to be making a lot less mistakes than RG three. Basically, the raw of the elite Joe Flacco. Got it. <laughs> All right. I mean, Trace Missouri, he looked like he was kind of a mobile quarterback, but yeah. unlike Joe Flacco, too. But so. also, uh, and I, uh, I get what you're saying about uh, the uh, about uh, constantly checking down to, um, and and that being sort of like Flacco, but uh, he was brought in as a relief and. Uh, and and mostly, in that case, you're either just running the ball to, uh, to kill a clock, or, or throwing checkdowns for, uh, small gain. You're just trying to, in your hardest to not, uh, to not turn the ball over. Yeah, and I think uh, RJ Free actually kind of looked good this game. I mean, yeah, he didn't get the job done like, in terms of a win, but he didn't look half bad. He didn't look half bad, but he didn't look half good either. Yeah. 
Throwing a pick while Chris McSorley throwing on the dime. Yep. For a touchdown. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> um, we can preview this and then we can split it up. But uh, we, we got the one o'clock kickoff window, uh, a good game in the Browns and the Titans. Um, eight and three matchup in Tennessee. Uh, I wonder if Baker can get it done and lead the Browns to a, a nine and three record. Sorry, I can't. It's it so crazy to yeah. to mm-hmm. think that that's a possibility. Um, yeah, God, this this is a world where the Browns are eight and three. We are living in possibly what is known as football hell, my friends. Yeah, right. And yeah. then you, the Saints and Taysom Hill taking on the Hot Falcons <laughs> in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> they've only – I'm looking at the stat now. It says the New Orleans defense has only allowed one offensive touchdown since week nine. Wow. Pretty impressive. Yikes. Uh, so that's pretty that's pretty legit. Yeah. Then, we, got, we got a tank bowl, Jaguars and Vikings. Yeah, God. But I just I just want the Vikings to be good because look it says one four other last five so like I don't know yeah, yeah. it's well, so frustrating to watch that yeah. team. Now the next question: Do we get zero and twelve or do the Raiders ruin the fine? Uh, I have a feeling that the Raiders don't have a javelin up their, their sleeves. I think the Jets tank is is safely intact. <laughs> so Raiders are gonna win this game is what you're saying? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would wish that, um, like, the Jets – and I'm not usually a Jets fan, but, like, uh, I would wish that the Jets would win so – because that would, you know, help the Patriots with the Raiders and, you know, the Ravens losing because um, the Patriots have the edge over the, the Raiders and the Ravens. But, but obviously, I, I really don't think that's going to happen. No, exactly. Looking ahead, there's uh, at week thirteen. There's not even though there's, there's quite a few divi- <clears throat> even though there's quite a few division matchups like Saints, Falcons, Lions, Bears, there's Rams, Cardinals. Uh, yeah, there's like Broncos, a lot. Chiefs. There's a lot of divisional there's, matchups. There's a lot of divisional matchups, but none of them. But aside from Rams, Cardinals, none of them really seem uh, like uh, they're going to be. Like, oh, is this going to decide anything? Oh, wait a minute. I, oh, no, actually, I'll get to that in a minute because uh, I want to get through with the rest of the games with you guys first, and then I'll introduce this part of Week 13. Uh, you got the Bucks and the Panthers on a bye, and then that Cowboys-Ravens game is going to be played at 8 o'clock on, on Fox Network. Um, on yeah, two- Patriots, Chargers. Yo, Sunday sweet. Dez gets to come home. Yeah, that's very interesting on a Tuesday. That'll be very interesting. I think the Monday night pretty good. Bills and Niners, uh, solid. I just can't wait to watch the Packers absolutely throttle yeah. the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know Steelers are going to win Monday afternoon against the football team. Come on now. Yes, also, yes, yes. Uh, also, Seahawks uh, are going to destroy the Giants. You're going to have yeah. two Cowboys, Ravens. And then you're going to have Tuesday night football. Yeah. That's interesting. So the Panthers and Bucks are on a bye, and then that's really it, which is interesting. And I mean, I think those are the last buys of the season. Yeah. Previewing the um, 
Pat's game. I'm just waiting to see how Keenan Allen does against Gilmore. I mean, Gilmore did great against Hopkins. So, I mean, let's see if he can keep it doing. Yeah, I mean, who knows? There's always that glistening beacon of hope. Yeah, that, that Rams stadium's pretty elite, too. Yeah, know. that's a can beautiful we, stadium. Can we stop Austin Eckler? Yeah, right. Oh, so. yeah. Um, yeah, we we get to play, play in their stadium for two straight games because we got the Sunday against the Chargers, and then we got Thursday against the L.A. Rams. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's good. I mean, they don't have to travel, though. That's good. So like, it's Yeah, I mean, there's no trouble. Yeah. Got, Maybe they got, should uh, practice in, you know, L.A. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no reason to, like, go out there and then have to come back for four days. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's NFL Week 12 interview and a preview for Week 13. And I think it's going to be a very interesting week in terms of playoff standings and uh, seeding going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're going to move it over to the parquet. Uh, we got a big blockbuster deal last night in the NBA and some big contracts signed by the defending champs. Uh, starting off with the big blockbuster, we got John Wall heading to the District of Columbia to play with. Uh, you you might want to flip it around. Yeah. Wait. You say uh, John Wall to the District of Columbia. Oh, see, I can't even get it right. He's going uh, – <laughs> He's going. He's going to he's Houston. Going to Houston. <laughs> Houston. James Harden, and then you're gonna have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal in DC. Um, very interesting trade. I think it's very interesting, especially because John Wall hasn't played in almost two full seasons. Uh, I mean, it's very interesting to see that uh, Harden wanted to play with John Wall, even though he hasn't played in a few years. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Y'all remember when the yeah. Rockets sent four unprotected first-round picks to OKC to get Westbrook? <laughs> what great use you would have had for them now. Yeah, exactly, right? Because they're about to go downhill, down, 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 and, down. And they got rid of Bradley Beal. It's like they want to shoot themselves in, in the foot with an entire Glock magazine. <laughs> yeah, what foot will be left? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I think Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook will be very good to watch. I think that's a – Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're probably going to be the better duo, like, this season uh, – this upcoming season, because, especially because, you know, John Wall hasn't played in years. And, that's yeah. why I don't think it's great for the Rockets, especially if you're giving up – I don't know. I mean, I know you want to get rid of Westbrook, and but, I mean, it just seems like you're – like giving in to what Harden wants too much instead of what's doing better for the team, but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So moving on, the defending champ Lakers. Um, this was actually as of this morning at the time of recording. Um, and I said this to you guys in the group chat. Um, Anthony Davis uh, is finalizing a max contract with the Lakers, five years at 190 mil. Uh, I mean, it's good to see he's finally getting paid. Yeah. yeah. He's finally getting paid. And as well, the Lakers also re-signing LeBron James to a two-year deal at, at uh, 85 mil for those in those two years. I think that's like, what, 42 and a half per? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's about to be 40. <laughs> 
So, I mean, it's very yeah. So, the, so really the question is, like, how much longer does he have left? Uh, there was a rumor that his contract's up and then Bronny gets out of high school right when it's up. So, people think that Bronny's going to get drafted right out of high school by the Lakers. I'm like, Let's, let's hope no, Bronny can no. stay off the weed in I that mean, case. I mean, <laughs> what, the Lakers going to trade up to, like, the number one pick or something like that? Yeah, Probably. Say. You never know. You never know. It's the Lakers. They're, they're, not, uh, they're not above that, uh, that kind of, uh, of trading. Yeah. It's true. It's just true. So, I don't know. The Lakers' depth is obviously – it's got them favored to win it all again next year, and they're obviously the odds-on favorite. But, I mean, there's also a little Celtics news. Kemba got a stem in- injection in his knee that has been bothering ever since he really got him from Charlotte. And it feels like his knee was never really fully handled right in the bubble, so he's going to have to miss the start of the season, maybe till mid-January, till, that's, till his knee's 100%. Minor but setback I, for a major comeback. I think that makes the acquisition of Teague that much yeah. better. He can just cover that month when Kemba's out. And then I was looking at comparing numbers with Cantor and Christian Thompson, and Christian Thompson actually knows how to play defense, so that's a big upgrade. Yep. Yeah. So, it's, um, the game of basketball is weird. It's evolved into a. It's evolved into a game where a big for a big name center isn't isn't really seen as as a position of value but every good but every good championship team has a good center yeah exactly yeah that's fair enough who can spend the most money you get money you get money everybody gets money Mm -hmm. and we also got got some um scheduled games um, recently. Yeah, and so, I heard uh, the Celtics got a Christmas Day game, I believe, against the Nets. Yes, and then their opening game is on December 23rd against the Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, what fun fuck. it is to play a game on Christmas Day. Hey! Kyrie is going to maybe actually play in Boston against Boston. We'll see. Maybe but we'll see about that. I don't know. I'm KD though. Ooh, I can't wait to watch KD. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, he's coming back. I think for that what his ruptured Achilles. It's also, good. yeah, um, Clay Thompson's season's done. He tore his Achilles. Yeah, but I think the Warriors will be right back in the playoffs. They have Curry again and Draymond. Yeah, yeah, they have mm-hmm. Curry and Draymond again. But you know, it's only two guys. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe. So, Tanner, you want to slide us over to the ice? Yes. So, all so before I go ahead, um, all, all reports come from my friend of mine named Puck Report NHL on Instagram. Go check them out. Um, so, this is some reports that were coming out in terms of the NHL season. Um, so, from the way that the NHL and the NHLPA were talking, as well as the players, um, we could possibly see – the same type of season we saw with the 12-13 lockout shortened year, where it's just 48 games and the season begins in either with a, a uh, time span between middle late January and early February. So basically that would obviously delay the uh, January 1st start date. Also as well, um, the recent free agent signing for Florida, Rocco Gudash, is been in talks with a Czech league team, which is a Sprata Praha, 
and he could be possibly hopping over to Czech Republic to play for them until training camp starts. And Gary Bettman has said he wants to uh, open up all 31 arenas so all teams can, like, you know, start traveling. But what the term, but what the issue that is, the Canadian teams probably would not be allowed to leave the country because, you know, the, the restrictions of COVID-19 and all that. So what they're thinking about is a possible Canadian division with three American divisions. Like, I don't even know how in Gaza that would work. Like, we probably have, like, this. And, like, you got somebody minor who is, like, a Senator Chef Hick, uh, Tim Stussel. Um, is reportedly going to the Ottawa Senators after the World Junior Championships in Edmonton, but that's unconfirmed. And several international ice hockey leagues have stopped play because of COVID, more, most importantly, the Finnish Liga because of rising cases over there. And it's looking like um, it's looking to be a pretty bad. Like outbreak. Yeah, there's because like in Finland where the Liga is there, the cases are starting to get out of control again. Yeah, it's just frustrating. I mean, like I know in the NBA, uh, Toronto's playing in Tampa Bay, so I wonder if they'll just have the Maple Leafs go down there with them. Um, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Too. I don't. Will they have the Leafs and Lightning play in the same arena though? That's the question. Because I know they have the Raptors playing in Amelie Arena. I know they have the Raptors playing down there. The Jays were in Buffalo, and we're actually gonna nice little transition over to baseball news. Yeah, so there's been a, a lot of arbitration deals that have been denied. Uh, Eddie Rosario of the Minnesota Twins has become a free agent after clearing waivers. Uh, he had a great season last year. I mean, he had 13 bombs in the 60 games and hit above just around 260. So, I mean, that's a good utility outfielder for some team out there. Another big name, uh, Kyle Schwarber of the Cubs. The 2016 um, legends. Yeah, right. yeah. Big stocky left fielder for Chicago is now available in the market. So the free agent class yeah. is getting deeper and deeper. Um, uh, two Jays news. One, uh, they've been in talks recently to acquire uh, Seguero from the from the Phillies, as yeah. well as Roger Center will probably no longer be the Jays' home as they are looking to demolish it. And build a new a new stadium for the Jays as part of a redevelopment plan in the city of Toronto. Oh dang, that's good. I mean, that place so, is that so no out. more uh, hotel and stadium. Yeah, right in center field, right there. That's a cool park. Um, I also saw that Jays were interested in Lindor, so that's 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 no. Yeah, really I nice. heard something about that too. So you got Adam Duvall as a free agent. The outfielder from the Braves, and they have Archie Bradley, it's a good rotation spot. So, I mean, there's bigger names out there. Albert Almora has become available. Delano DeShield. So, a lot of good outfield depth out there on the free agent market that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. We're still waiting on the big names like uh, Trevor Bauer, and then Nolan Arenado has also been rumored to be interested, or the Dodgers are interested in Arenado. Yeah, I heard, uh, what's, it called? what's the name? Bauer. I think he wanted out of Cincy. Yeah, I don't blame him. But. And he, te- I think he teased something about playing 
fancy, but I don't remember what team that he was. He follows, like, Twitter and social media. He'll literally, like, just tag, like, teams, and he'll be like, well, give me reasons to play for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that, yeah. It is pretty funny, but, I mean, so, there's also, I'm looking at MLB's Instagram right now. There's a graphic of him going to D.C. with Scherzer, uh, Strasburg, and Patrick Oh, Clinton. God. Oh, oh, man, that would be. Oh, God. But, that would uh, be that would be filthy. But in terms of Red Sox news, Jackie Bradley, uh, there's a rumor that he's still one of the few teams that the Red Sox are talking to. They're one of the few teams engaged in talks with him. But uh, uh, Boston resident and oh, and Harrison Barnes is on is going to free agency too for the Red Sox. Yeah, Harrison uh, Barnes. You mean Harrison Barnes. Barnes. Harrison Barnes plays hoop. <laughs> yeah, I was about yeah. to say Harrison well, Barnes is best. Corey Kluber, the two-time Cy Young winner who makes his residence in Boston in the offseason has been rumored to be interested in coming to the team and the team's reached out, so it, that should be something by next week. So, yeah. we're going to wrap it up with Mike Tyson coming back and one of the Paul brothers knocking out Nick Robinson someone want to take over for that. <laughs> It's interesting. You wouldn't expect a guy who you wouldn't expect one of the biggest names in YouTube for all the wrong reasons to be so great of a boxer. But you also wouldn't expect a dude like Nate Robinson who talked so much trash going in and to, and to get it plastered on, on the floor uh, within in two rounds. <laughs> yeah, round. yeah. Uh, even even when Nate Robinson was, himself was a former Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh, I cannot stand Jake Paul for the life of me. I cannot stand him. Everything that he's done, from the looting and denying it to his idiotic brother. Mistakenly, let me go back to let me go on Logan Paul for a second here because there were some NHL players that called out Jake Paul. Um, Vegas goaltender Robin Lehner said, and I quote, I will bleep you up. And Evander Kane challenged Jake Paul for a fight that would reportedly take place next August in Vegas. Wasn't there, wasn't there also a point in time when? Uh, when Antonio Brown was challenging Logan Paul to a, a boxing funny. fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's funny because, like, the Paul brothers will challenge, like, McGregor now and, like, Mayweather. They'll just get the... Oh, God. No, they would get their teeth punched out. Yeah, yeah. As... I think McGregor would probably destroy Jake Paul. Oh, yeah, as, yeah, a, as, as, as crazy of a right hook that Jake has, I don't think that he can last more than... And three rounds against McGregor. No, he, I don't think he lost one round. He'd get the teeth punched it, out of his damn head. It might, it might spawn as many great memes as, uh, as this Nate Robinson fight, though. <laughs> yeah, and he called out KSI again. Yep. Because, of course, he did. I just want to I wanna get into a ring with Jake Paul. I want to punch him in his freaking face. Well, I mean, just have, one time, just well, I mean, one time, I'd like to sock him. Well, I mean, if you watch that uh, fight, uh, 
that uh that right hook can and put you on the on the floor and and just a few swings. I just don't like get what Nate Robinson expected. He was literally fighting a heavyweight as a underweight like yeah. man from like. Paul. Wait, was that a heavyweight fight? What was that? A, no, that was a lightweight fight. Paul is a heavyweight though. Like he. Yeah, Paul is. The you know, wait, wait. If that was a lightweight fight, then why in the hell is a heavyweight? Fighting a lightweight. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't know what Nate Robinson expected. Like, also, like <laughs> Paul actually boxes, so like I don't know, like what he, what yeah. he thought. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Robinson was like, "I'm doing this for the NBA family," and then the other players on Twitter were like, "That's not how you represent the NBA family." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that was funny. And then Mike Tyson came back. He was in a draw against Jones Jr. Uh, that was funny to see. I mean, Tyson also said he smoked a joint before he went out on the ring. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. Tyson could There's do. There's a lot of LAD on G. Tyson's a man, dude. That guy's so funny. <laughs> like, I, think <laughs> so funny. I think he's hilarious. But it was, it was good to see. And this uh, is it's ridiculous. This this whole thing is ridiculous. Just Jake Paul. Like, it was Snoop Dogg was calling the game to... I was about to say, funny we're making jokes about Snoop Dogg considering yeah. he was one of the commentators for the uh, Paul fight. Snoop Dogg made the fight because like, it, it was good. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I would yeah, so, yeah, exactly. It, it's ridiculous. That was funny. That would be funny, so... Oh, my God, it would. So I mean, Snoop Dogg makes everything better. So, yeah. I mean, so far, so from yeah. Marks, um, former WWE Intercontinental Champion Pat Patterson, he sadly passed away yesterday at the age of seventy-nine after a battle with cancer. Condolences. Yeah. Condolences. yeah. Not the biggest WWE guy, but. Yeah. No, I no, I understand, but like, this was the guy who was the first Intercontinental Champion, or the very first one back in seventy-nine. And had a long career and afterwards, but now also he's just I up in the like, square also circle. I feel in it's the necessary to uh, send condolences to uh, the family of Marcus Paul. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm do, we, actually... do we know how he died yet, or is that still under uh, autopsy? I uh, I think it's still under uh, autopsy. Uh, so I'm looking now, and actually, uh, one of the sources on the Red Sox just tweeted Barnes is back for 4.5 million next year. Sweet. Oh man, well, that's a good that's a good bullpen arm. I mean, he's been one of the steadier ones. So I mean, I think any name that you recognize out in that bullpen is good. So we'll see. So that's really all I got for this week. You guys got anything else? No, I think I we're good. All right. I mean, I just hope the Pats can. I just wonder how the Chargers are going to blow it against the Pats. So we'll see. <laughs> it's the Chargers. Yeah. They'll figure it out. All right. So, all right. That was a pretty good episode, fellas. Uh, we'll see you back here next week for number five. Have a good one, guys. Stay Au revoir. Safe. Stay safe. Stay healthy.